0: Shalomah, you're listening to Watered Womanhood, the podcast for women walking in the truth of who Yahuwah the Most High says we are, where we uncover what it means to be his bride. I'm Raba Shah Aloha Lani, founder of The Hebrew Housewife, a set-apart homemaking blog for the daughters of Israel. I've been studying the word all my life and ministering to Israelite sisters since 2019 by the grace of Abenawa with original homemaking tips, biblical marital advisory, and truth-based devotionals. Join me in building up the kingdom at Watered Womanhood on Instagram, TheHebrewHousewife.com, and right here as we fellowship in spirit and in truth. Have you ever seen two Israelite women side by side who appear the same but you can just see which one has been in the truth just a little bit longer? They aren't hard to distinguish if you're observant enough. One has manners, a calmer demeanor, and just a little more grace, while the other, well, the fruit isn't quite ripe just yet. Although it's unfortunate that this comparison is so evident. Without comparison, there's no real set apart, right? And that is the goal, to not just be good, to be holy. First Peter chapter 1, verse 16, because it is written, be ye holy, for I am holy. I remember, when first coming into the truth, having no real idea of how to carry myself with the new knowledge that I am an Israelite. What should I wear? How should I speak? Where do I congregate? <laughs> I was that unripe tree and i still am in many ways worst of all i was bombarded with rules and mandates from various camps teachers and elders like needing to bow before brothers in the truth and which bible translations i was allowed to read Mm, come on while on my prayerful journey i really struggled to not only uncover what it means to be an israelite but to behave as one too I want to share with you what has helped me be refined as a graceful, radiant daughter of Yahuwah, and what I think really sets apart Israelite women from women who are actually walking in the truth to kick off a new class of content etiquette. Five things that excellent Hebrew women do. Number one, she prays without ceasing. 1 Thessalonians chapter 5, verse 17, pray without Ceasing. Sure, every religion promotes prayer of some type, but this walk isn't about religion, ritual, or practices of discipline that we hope will get us into some luxurious afterlife or earn us favor with enough repetition. Our prayer isn't an act of formality or even requirement. Real, true biblical prayer is about connecting with our husband and redeemer, the Most High, lifting His name, living in His will, and Getting what we need, the excellent Hebrew woman prays without ceasing because she knows she need him to show her which path to take. Proverbs chapter three verse five to eight. Knows she will get what she needs even if it's not what she wants. First John chapter five verse fourteen. Has burdens that she can't carry alone and won't dump her problems on her loved ones. Philippians chapter four verse six is thankful, grateful, and eager to glorify her creator, James chapter 5 verse 13. She needs his strength for her work, First Chronicles chapter 16 verse 11. She blesses those who curse her, Luke chapter 6:28. She constantly seeks wisdom from Yahuwah, Proverbs chapter 14 verse 1 and Proverbs chapter 4 verse 6-7. through 7. And she prays without ceasing because she is continually confessing her sin and looking for salvation. First John chapter one, verse 19. Five things excellent Hebrew women do. Number two, she speaks with honor and discretion. When there are many words, transgression and offense are unavoidable, but he who controls his lips and keeps thoughtful silence is wise. Proverbs chapter 10, verse 19. And Proverbs chapter 10, verse 19 sums it all up. But Proverbs, Ecclesiastes, and Ecclesiasticus, a.k.a. Syrac, makes it very clear that the wise one will watch her mouth, speak diligently, observe silence, refrain from tellbearing and gossip, and speak kindly. She openeth her mouth with wisdom, and in her tongue is a law of kindness. Proverbs chapter 31, verse 26. Some great tips to speak with du- Some great tips to speak with discretion and honor. Tell the truth, even when it's dangerous or hurts. Discern when it's time to speak and when it's time to be silent. Refrain from cursing, and not the usual profanities, but things such as go to hell, I hope they die or get sick, etc. Actual curses. We don't do that. We bless those who curse us, according to Luke chapter 6, verse 28, and we trust Yah. Full stop speak life as much as possible. After all, every bit of creation was created because YAH said, let there be. Keep in mind that a tap cannot offer both sweet water and salt water, nor can a mouth offer both worship to YAH and curses to the work of his hands. Be hot or cold choose to either use your mouth for evil or good and stick fast to that way according to revelation chapter 3 verse 15 through 16 and even now as i read that the holy spirit is definitely gripping my edges because i am worried on being hot or cold i don't want to curse people and also try to use the same mouth to uplift my creator in worship thank you holy spirit hallelujah Apologize when it's needed and can set things right, even if you're not wrong. Remember that your mouth can get you into serious trouble and always think twice. You can't erase a single word you've ever said, so choose each one with the utmost consideration, especially when having a disagreement and your emotions are high, you're angry, and you really want to tell someone how you feel. Never, ever, disclose someone else's private information whether you heard it through the grapevine or a friend confided in you gossip is so ugly and very unladylike don't provoke people to jealousy envy or anger and don't tempt them to sin keep private matters private your lady problems or unbecoming information that should only be shared with your doctor, husband, or someone who is preparing to pray for you should not be public information. There's power in not being fully discovered by humans. There's power in privacy. There's power in discretion. Five things excellent Hebrew women do, number three. She carries herself with a shame face. 1 Timothy chapter 2 verses 9 through 10 In like manner also that women adorn themselves in modest apparel with shamefacedness and sobriety not with braided hair or gold or pearls or costly array but which becometh women professing godliness with good works This one may be a little tricky since the word shamefaced or shamefast is archaic and mostly lost in translation but The general idea is that we refrain from haughtiness, you know, staring down men, rolling your eyes at people, initiating conversation with men that isn't for business or authorized by your head, and being masculine in general. A graceful, holy woman of Yahuwah has a shame face on and believes in humility. She tries to keep her chin tucked and nose out of the air. She stays out of men's business spaces and conversation she knows when to leave a room or excuse herself. She handles her hygiene in private, right? Her nose picking, her head wrap fixing, her perfume spraying, etc. She refrains from makeup or keeps makeup natural. She uses social media moderately and never overshares. She is quick to flee from folly, strife, arguments, and the face of wrath. She lets her yays be yays and her nays be nays. She apologizes when she is wrong and even sometimes when she isn't wrong. She doesn't make a lot of noise when she enters a room and for the duration of her stay and upon her exit. Finally, she never laughs at others, whether in their face or behind their back, no matter how funny it is. Five things excellent Hebrew women do, number four. She dresses modestly. First Peter chapter three, verses three to four whose adorning let it not be that outward adorning of plaiting the hair and of wearing of gold or of putting on of apparel. But let it be the hidden man of the heart in that which is not corruptible, even the ornament of a meek and quiet spirit, which is in the sight of Yahuwah of great price. Now, don't read that verse and think you need to be plain. In fact, and I'll be the first one to tell you, historically and biblically, Israelite women were always well adorned, maintained, and beautiful because we were the head and not the tail for quite some time. We were the richest nation. So, of course, we were always looking our best. And I believe to this day, we are still known for looking the best. That's just my personal opinion. But the word makes it very clear. Beauty is in vain. Proverbs chapter 31, verse 30. There's a time and a place for everything under the sun, a time to dress up, a time to be simple. Discernment is the key, and modesty is the threshold. Together, you can't go wrong, no matter the occasion. Now, this applies to public wear, but when you're at home, it's just you and your husband or you and your family, anything goes. Dress to impress, you always wanna look on your toes for your man, okay, period. A holy, modest Hebrew woman tries to keep her cleavage covered refrain from form-fitting clothing choose dainty fine jewelry over excessive large pieces right because less is more when it comes to jewelry she knows her shape and figure and she dresses accordingly she covers her thighs or anything above the knees in general she covers her head when appropriate she doesn't go overboard with perfume body glitter or jewelry etc and finally she smiles whenever possible because she knows it's the best ornament that she will ever put on. Five things excellent Hebrew women do. Number five, she treats everyone, everyone. She treats everyone the way she hopes to be treated. The excellent Hebrew woman upholds the golden rule. Luke chapter six, verse 31. And as ye would that men should do to you do ye also unto them likewise, or do unto others what you would have them do unto you. The excellent Hebrew woman doesn't want another woman flirting with her husband, so she doesn't flirt with any man. She doesn't want someone to laugh when she's struggling, so she doesn't laugh at anyone else. She doesn't want anyone to ever falsely accuse her of something, so she never points a finger amiss. Judgment is likened unto a ring according to 2nd chapter 5, verse 42. What goes around comes around because Yah is just. But the holy woman isn't fair just because she wants to play safe. She's fair because she knows she must avoid hypocrisy where possible. She chooses kindness, loyalty, discretion, respect, fellowship, truth, and servitude when dealing with others because this is what she desires for herself right? This is what you want for yourself. And who are we to expect these things if we don't offer them in return? We would be hypocrites. If you only take one thing from this list of five things that an excellent Hebrew woman does, let it be that we are called to be holy women. If at any point you appear just like all the women around you, whether Jew or Gentile, check yourself. The idea is to be noticeably different in everything, in everything, in all that we do. Where others are loud and boastful, be silent and humble. When others are hard and unforgiving, be kind and merciful. Where others laugh and mock, be helpful, compassionate and prudent. When others are on the broad way, stay on the narrow path. I hope you greatly benefited from this in Yahuwah. I'm looking forward to sharing more holy etiquette with you. That is all for today's episode of Watered Womanhood. I hope you've been watered. Thank you so much for tuning in today. Be sure to follow, favorite, and leave a review wherever you're listening to make this podcast even more accessible. Remember, you can stay up to date and join us for more interesting dialogues at medium.com forward slash watered womanhood and contact me at the info in the description. And let the peace of God rule in your hearts, to the which also you are called in one body, and be thankful. Colossians chapter 3 verse 15. Shabbat Shalom.